Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, it's nice to be at church. Not sure about you, but I love the fact that once a month at our church, we take time to have a dedicated communion service, that we can come and we can worship the Lord, that we can really ponder again on what Jesus did for us on the cross, and that we can take time to take of the emblems, the cup and the bread, and just stop for a while in our busy lives and refocus and uh, partake of communion. You know, very often as pastors, we minister to people who are going through all kinds of difficult things in their lives. Sometimes people lose a loved one. And they grieve. Other times people face one or other kind of illness. Sometimes people struggle financially. And uh, there's times where people are struggling in their family with a, a marriage or family-related issue. And uh, I found that sometimes when you minister to people, it's so important to, to get back to the Word of God and just to see who God is in His Word. Because let me tell you that when you face difficulties, it can rattle your faith. It can shake you. And it's so important that when we just get back into the Word and we see who God is and what He did, our difficulties gain perspective. So I don't know what you're facing in your life at this moment, but my prayer is that today uh, you will realize again how much God really loves you and that you'll be able to leave this place with your faith strengthened and with a real belief that no matter what you are facing, God will be with you and he will help you. The title of the message is Jesus, the Lamb of God. And in John chapter 1, verse 29, we read the following. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist had been baptizing people in the Jordan River. And his baptism was a baptism of repentance. He was preparing the way of the Lord. The day before, the Pharisees had actually gone to John and said to him, Are you the Christ? He said to them, Listen, I'm not even worthy to untie the sandals of the one who will come after me. And then when he sees Jesus, it's like these words burst forth from his mouth. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Of all the things that he could have said, he says this. He could have said, Behold, the Son of God. He could have said, Behold, the Messiah. There's so many things he could have said, but instead he says this, he says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So let's look at this statement and let's let it fill our hearts. The first word is the word behold. Behold. This is a powerful word. It's a word that catches your attention. To behold means to observe something of a remarkable or impressive nature. Think about that. To behold means to observe something of a remarkable or impressive nature. 
can remember when I traveled around the United States and I got to the Grand Canyon. And let me tell you, when you drive to the Grand Canyon, it's just flat as you approach it. And then you go into this park and you walk and all of a sudden the ground just falls away. For miles. It's nothing short of breathtaking. Can remember just gazing at it, gazing and gazing for hours. You just stared at this sight, this magnificent natural beauty. Well, to behold means to look, to gaze upon, to stare at, to take note of, to pay attention, to discern. And this is what John the Baptist is calling the people to do. It's like John sees Jesus and he just wants to say, Everyone, stop what you're doing. Look, gaze upon, pay attention. Here is someone remarkable. Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It's like John is calling people to a place of discernment. He's saying, I want you to discern what's happening here, everyone. Behold, I want you to discern what's happening here. I found that there's still so many people in the world who are spiritually blind. I'm sure in your workplaces, sometimes you encounter people and they just, their eyes are dead to the things of the Lord and they, they're still spiritually blind. People who have never paid much attention to Jesus, they've never really discerned who He is. They've never gazed on Him. And sadly, there are also some believers who have only taken a brief glimpse at Jesus. That glimpse was enough for them to believe and put their faith in Him, so they're believers. But they haven't spent time beholding Him. They haven't gazed at Jesus. They haven't spent a lot of time reading about Him in the Word or pondering long about His life, really thinking deeply about Him dying on the cross, rising again, living forever, praying for us. They haven't sat with Jesus, gazed at Jesus, beheld Him for long. So today, as continue to share and as we break bread, I want to encourage you to look afresh at Jesus as I echo the words of John the Baptist. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Well, in this statement, there's two things that are very, very clear for us. The first thing is that Jesus is the Lamb of God. That's His role. That's who He is. Secondly, Jesus came to take away the sin of the world. In the Old Testament, people offered sacrifices, they offered animals as sacrifices for their sins. Very often it was a lamb that was offered, but other animals were also used. The important thing was that the animal needed to be perfect without spot or blemish. A perfect animal needed to be sacrificed for their sins. So an animal was sacrificed for the life of a person. It's how it works. The Old Testament sacrifices were actually a foreshadow of Jesus. They actually just spoke about Jesus, who was to come. They were a foreshadow of Jesus. Listen to what it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19 to 20. But speaking about Jesus, it says, 
but he paid for you with the precious lifeblood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him, that's Jesus, for this purpose long before the world began. He paid for you with the precious lifeblood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. I find it so amazing that God has made a way of salvation. I love that it says that you know, before the world began, He had already decided on what He was going to do. Before the world began. It's like God longs for a relationship with each one of us. He, he, he wants to talk to us. He wants to get to know us. I love Pixie, what you spoke, Pixie. It's like He sees us. Like He sees Jesus. He, he, you know, and, and for Him to do that, He needed Jesus to die so that He could see us that way. And he so longs for a relationship, he so longs for communion, that he, he made a way so long ago for us to receive him. But let's consider for a moment some of the Old Testament examples, and let's just freshen our minds on this picture and what God has done as Jesus being the Lamb. When Adam and Eve sinned, the first sin, when Adam and Eve sinned, do you know that God killed an animal and took its skin in order to clothe them? It was the first sacrifice. An animal was killed and they were spared. There was a day when God tested Abraham and told him to sacrifice his son Isaac. While they were traveling, the word of God says this, Isaac said to him, Father, the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb? Abraham replied and said to him, God himself will provide the lamb. And you'll remember how God stopped Abraham from harming Isaac. He wouldn't let him. And then Abraham looked up and there in the bushes was a ram caught by its horns. Abraham took the ram, killed it. The ram died and Isaac was spared. Little did Abraham know that he was actually prophesying about Jesus when he said these words. God will provide the lamb. Then when the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, we read about the plague on the firstborn. God told Moses that he would pass through Egypt and that he would strike down every firstborn, every male and even every firstborn animal he would kill. And the Israelites were told to take a one-year-old lamb, a perfect spotless lamb, each family. If it was a very small family, they could share with their neighbor. Okay? So they had to take a perfect spotless lamb. They had to kill it. They had to take some of its blood, put it on the top of the door, put it on the side of the door. God says, when I see that blood, I will pass over that house and I will not strike down anyone or anything in that home. Many lambs. Can you imagine how many lambs were sacrificed that night? Many lambs were sacrificed, and many, many people were spared. Jesus, friends, is our Passover lamb. You know, after that, the Lord gave the law to Moses, and the priesthood was established. And every single year, once a year on the Day of Atonement, people had to come with a perfect lamb or an animal, and that animal had to be killed for their sins for that year. That's how it worked. 
So year upon year upon year, lambs were brought, they would be sacrificed, and the people would be spared. Friends, when John the Baptist said these words, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, he was actually prophesying. He was prophesying. John at that point didn't know that Jesus would be crucified three years later and be the sacrificial lamb and shed his blood. So he was prophesying. He was saying, Jesus, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. You know, we as believers are quite privileged because we have the benefit of hindsight. We can read about Jesus and him dying on the cross and his crucifixion, and we can read it in the context of the Old Testament, and it makes sense to us. We go, wow, God, look at what you've done. But the people in, his, in the time of the Lord, they, they hadn't had that picture until after Jesus had risen. So we can look at the Old Testament and go, wow, all these animals were sacrificed so that the people could be spared. And then we look at the cross and we go, wow, Lord, yes, you were sacrificed so that we could be spared. 700 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah prophesied about him being the Lamb of God. And this is what Isaiah said. Isaiah 53, verse 5 to 7. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on Jesus, on him, the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. This is exactly what happened. Let me read you a few extracts from John chapter 19. Watch the fulfillment of prophecy. John 19. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns, and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck him in the face. Later on it says, Pilate went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? He asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. Then it says, finally Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. And here they crucified him. Later on in that same chapter it says, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus with a spear bringing a sudden flow of blood and water, the blood of the Lamb. Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. I start off by saying that I don't know what you're going through in your life. 
would imagine that in this room, many of you might be going through some real difficulties. But what I do know is that God, who so carefully worked out His plan of salvation for the forgiveness of our sins, if He can do that, I know that He loves you and that He is able to help you no matter what you are facing. So if you're in a place here and you need forgiveness, maybe there's something in your life and you're just saying, Lord, I need to be forgiven. That's why He came, to take away your sins. If you're here and you just need help for something, you can call out to Him today. So as we partake of the emblems and as the song plays, I want to encourage you to behold the Lamb of God. I want to encourage you to gaze again at Jesus, to stare at Him, to look at Him, to take note of Him, to pay attention to Him. And then as you do that, discern again. Really think about this. Think about what He did on the cross and how He was the perfect sacrifice. No longer are any more animal sacrifices needed. He is the last sacrifice. He was without spot. He was without blemish. And His blood has covered us. I'd like to ask the communion team to get ready to serve the emblems. And uh, when you receive them, please will you hold on to the cup and the bread uh, so that we can partake together once everyone else has been served. If you're a believer in Jesus and you just know that He's the Son of God and you've asked Him into your life, please join us today in having communion. If you haven't yet made a decision to accept Him into your heart, please will you just pass the emblems on.